Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. I'm your host, Art, and Christmas is just about two weeks away. If you don't have your decorations up yet, then might I suggest that you are just a little bit behind, (laughs) but that's okay. I hope you're enjoying your Christmas season. I have had a blast. Uh, Just recently, we were able to go up and see my son at college where he He's in the choir as well as in the uh, in the orchestra, and they put on their Christmas concert, and it was fantastic. Very well done. Great Christmas music. Occasionally, the audience got to sing along with them, and there was something so joyous in hearing 1,200 people singing Jingle Bells. It was amazing. And then this past week, uh, my family and I were able to go see the movie Elf on the big screen, which was a very fun experience as we get to just go out to the theater and seeing such a great film in a group of people. It was was so fun. Grace and I had a chance to watch Elves 2.0, and she's going to stop by the podcast to talk about the play as well as a couple other Christmas things. All right. Hello, everyone. Hello. Gracie's here. We're going to talk about the uh, Zoom play we saw, Elves 2.0. Yep. Gracie, first thoughts on this show. Okay, so obviously you interviewed them but mm-hmm. before the show, and I listened to the entire thing. It was just very joyful and lots of Christmas spirit and cheer. Then I saw the the performance later that night and I was like this isn't even them acting this is just how they are as people you know they're very high energy Mm -hmm. about Christmas and the whole holiday and I just thought the performance was very outstanding and I think the writer uh, Sina did a great Mm -hmm. job and I thought it was fun it was entertaining and I thought the kids really that engagement with you know, okay, go to your front door, there's a present or whatever, you know. I thought that was really good that the kids could move around and, like, feel like they were a part of it and they were, like, a part of the cast and crew almost. Mm-hmm. Well, they were, yeah, they were a part of it. Yeah, they were, like, a part of it. And it felt like, yeah. oh, I'm important, I'm special, I get to help act and I get to do this and I get to do that, you know. So I thought it was really fun and I felt happy because the kids got to be engaged and didn't just have to sit there because mm. I feel like... Yeah, it's more fun for a kid that way, especially when they're really young. They like to wiggle and, you know, so. I just liked how, like you said, how crazy both were. I especially liked, is it the Red Elf? Yeah. Lashandra? Lashandra. She was so much like that in real life in the interview, like you said. I really wish I could show you guys the the video of it. Uh, She's just beaming through the whole the whole interview was great and like her like terrified faces like when something went wrong it was like full-on covering mouth with hands terrified look like everything and like all her expressions were great same with uh what's his name davy davy yeah yeah same with davies i just thought they were both really good and were perfect for the part so Mm -hmm. what do you think what age group do you think of kids would love it the best (sighs) Obviously, this show is made for kids, so I really liked it, and honestly, I would say all ages, like, I think all ages would enjoy this, 
like, you just need to get into the Christmas spirit because some teenagers are like, oh, I'm too old for this. I need to be cool and like a famous TikToker and wear all these crazy outfits or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, just have fun. Get into the Christmas spirit. Like, you know, you don't need to think you're too old for something, you know. Funny to older kids and some stuff that's fun for younger kids, like the interaction and like, okay. So as I was saying, there's things that are fun for all ages. Like if you're really young and still have trouble understanding everything, the interaction with all the stuff, you know, going to your front door, going to where you sleep at night, getting all the stuff and like showing them to the actors. I think that's really fun for young kids, but like some of the humorous jokes and just happiness of it is fun for other people who, mm. you know, like adults. Cause I don't know about adults going to their pillow and finding a spoon or something, <laughs> but <laughs> I like to go to my pillow and find money, but that's tooth fairy. That's, oh, okay. That's, a different... that's right. That's a different play. Never mind. I just think it's neat how much they're able to do in mm-hmm. in just a square box, basically. And LaShondra talked about that was a, one of the things she was challenged with as an actress to to be in just that square and have to do everything there. And it's different, but it really worked. Works. Okay. It might feel really, really crammed in real life, like, but on the screen, it looked like a big room to me anyway it looked like they had plenty of room to move to me anyway that's what mm-hmm. I, I saw also i loved when lasandra would go up to her computer and start typing stuff and she's like according to my research i'm like because <laughs> she's like right up by the screen and it was like <laughs> intently staring and like, that's was, that's awesome it was it was fun i think that it was fun for them as well as being fun for all the viewers yeah yeah, they they were having fun with it, and you could tell. Then do you have a favorite part in the play? Oh, that's tough. I liked it all, you know? Oh, okay. So would you recommend parents get do that for their kids, uh, get some tickets? <sighs> yes. Um, I don't know how many shows they're doing, if they're still going. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. It's super fun for, like I said, all ages, I think. And it'll be fun for your kids, I think, for them to socially interact and take part in it and also fun for you adults. Which do you think was better last year's play or this year's play? This year's. Oh, this I, year's. Okay. I liked, I liked this year's a lot. Um, yeah. Not saying I didn't like last year's, but I really liked this year's actors and I just like everything. Uh, like I liked, mm-hmm. you know, the plot and all of the different things that were happening. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was fun and silly and that's interesting because Cena did talk about how this year they had more time to plan and to uh go over the script again and and tighten it up and put in some more jokes and last year they were really flying it by the seat of their pants trying to get it all finished yeah time really can help like the more time you have the better it is because the Mm -hmm. more time you don't feel as stressed to finish the script and obviously you have more time to practice. And I can't even imagine how many times you'll have done this play over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time, it's like it was it was your complete joy and like it was what you wanted to do all day long. Like all that happiness was in it. And I just, it was awesome. Mm, you cool, know? yeah. Because I feel like people, when people do the same show over and over again, they kind of get bored of it and start trying less hard. But like this time it seemed like Every single time they were so kind and in it and 
like gleaming mm. with Christmas joy and spirit. But on a scale of one to five, with one being a crunchy, crumbly peanut butter cookie, blah, and five being a fresh, gooey, chonky chocolate chip cookie, fresh out of the oven from the North Pole. Where would you rate the play? I'm gonna say a five. I really liked it. Like, cool. I'm giving my honest opinions here. Um, I think I would also give it five chocolate chip cookies. Uh, and I can't wait to see what else they do next year. Cena, is there going to be an Elves 3.0? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe this they'll year, come up with something we'll different. We'll get it right. <laughs> this time we won't have like. A self-destruct emergency or something. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Someday we'll we'll get to to tour the North Pole. Yes. Uh, or maybe something new will come along this year. Who knows? But that again, Elves 2.0 tickets are on sale now. If you go to bct123.org, it rhymes. I think there's a backslash North Dash Pole. It was lots of fun. Um, so I think they're gonna love the play. And and, and teenagers. As even. an adult, I liked watching it. But Maybe next year, Cena, you can write interactive play for grownups. We're just giving you multi-million dollar ideas here. It's money, money on the table. Just <laughs> do whatever you want, you know. Like, but uh, we we got all but, kinds of ideas for you. Oh, so, yeah. so that's our review. So we are in December now. Christmas is coming. Decorations are up. There's presents under the tree. Are you excited? On a scale of one to ten, uh, sixty-five thousand million bazillion. <laughs> wow. I am a Christmas nerd. I just love the holidays, and some people are total Scrooges and Grinches, and it makes me mad. They're like, one of these boys in my class said you can't decorate for Christmas till two weeks through December, which is the 14th. That's like 10 days away from Christmas Eve. I'm like, uh, sorry. That's, that's not. Everyone has a different time where they put up their decorations. Right. Some people are like, oh my goodness, it's August, time for Christmas. And Yep, I know a few people um, like that. <laughs> you. Uh, but we put our Christmas tree up the 26th of November. Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yep. so that's the 26th because it was on the 25th. Thanksgiving oh, yeah. was. I don't know about dates. It's um, fine. You have me. Um, <clears throat> we put ours like up early for some, late for others because one of my friends had hers up mid-November, so like the 15th kind of. Wow. Um. I'm not sure. Uh, November but, 15th, huh? Well, yeah. obviously, yeah. <laughs> cool. But, yeah. but Cool. And I just love the whole season. and We are going to go see, oh, although yeah. when this comes out, we will have, have seen, we get to go see Elf on the big screen. There's a theater in Omaha that is showing Elf. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Apparently, there's some games and activities they do before or during the movie or something, too. Yeah, it'll be... I don't know. Because... Um, I don't know anyone who hasn't seen Elf. Like, I feel like lots of people have seen mm. Elf. Like, everyone who really celebrates Christmas. Obviously, if you don't celebrate Christmas and you have, like, other... If you're, like, Jewish, you know, and you celebrate Hanukkah and all that stuff. It's just... It's funny every time you watch it. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. if you watch it every day for your the rest of your life, it'd be not funny, really. But <laughs> obviously, but it's like a one year or two year thing because I know some people who are like, we're having our annual Christmas in July movie, and we mm-hmm. did that once. We watched uh, the new Grinch, and I think oh, we it did, was, we did watch that in July, didn't we? Yeah, it was fun, but it made me wish it was Christmas time because 
when I'm not thinking about Christmas, sorry, Dad, heart attack. Um, I don't always think about Christmas, but um, what? Well, I mean, I do at Christmas time, <laughs> but like when it's in the middle of summer, I'm more thinking about you know the pool and the hot weather, which is kind of like okay, you know. Mm, I'm thinking about how much how nice it would feel if it started snowing in August. Yes, and here's another <laughs> thing: our weather has been so stupid in Iowa right now. It's been like. Almost 70 degrees this past week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Miss Girl, it's December. Get a grip. <laughs> Miss Girl, are, are you talking to uh, Mother Nature? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Oh, how about we got to do some Christmas baking here soon? Yes. Like some cookies? I was thinking just today I need to, to make some gingerbread cookies. And we need snowballs. And Yeah, I know Mom's going to be doing a big baking day also, uh, I our, feel like we need to make treats along the way. I was really sad. I wish our Christmas break was a little bit longer because mm. there's lots you need to do to prepare for Christmas. But yeah, I'm pretty we... sure our first day off is like the 22nd or 23rd. Like, yeah. Like, That's just like dumb. Well, I... Maybe there will be a terrible COVID outbreak and you'll get a couple extra days oh, off. Oh, yeah. Last year we had COVID. That's why. <laughs> I forgot somehow. No, um, let's, not, let's not hope for that. No, obviously, but that's why I felt like last year was a break was so much longer. Probably yeah, because we were all at home. I forgot we were probably at home in December. Um, because we, we just might got have been. COVID. Might have been. I don't, I don't know. remember. I I actually remember very little of last Christmas for whatever reason. Let's go ahead and wrap up. Okay. But between now and Christmas, I'm gonna have like a million episodes dropping. And I will be in every so Gracie's gonna. I'm gonna have try to have Gracie on more here as we run up to Christmas. Maybe an Since episode with just me all by myself. Everyone, I am what all the views come from. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone <laughs> has been telling me when's Gracie gonna be back on the podcast. Uh, so I've had actually several people ask me that. Uh, wow, we're famous. Let's us for today go see Elves 2.0. And we will wish you a very Merry Christmas. Or a very cozy Christmas. Have a very cozy Christmas. We have a special returning guest today. One of my favorite things about Christmas is music. And I don't talk a lot about music on this podcast. Uh, Occasionally I will. But I have a special guest on today. She's been on before. Her name is Rhea Stevens, and she's just released a new Christmas album called Tis the Season, and it's a great follow-up to her last Christmas album. So Rhea and I sit down to talk about Christmas, her album, and all the wonderful treats and fun that you can have during the holiday season. Well, everyone, welcome uh, back to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. My guest today is uh, a second second time guest. Uh, uh, she's a good friend of the show. It's uh, her name is Rhea Stevens. She has a new album out this year called "Tis the Season," and it is a great follow up to her uh, first Christmas album that came out a, a year or two ago, I think it was. So she has my favorite music to to dance around the kitchen to while I'm baking. So <laughs> welcome, Rhea Stevens. <laughs> Hi, it's good to see you. I love your background there. It's, it's very cozy. So <laughs> well, I had to do it up for cozy little podcast. Um, unfortunately, I just have the China cabinet behind me. So um. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That works too. We've got uh, family coming in this week for Thanksgiving, uh, which this will be 
couple of weeks now after we record. But uh, so hopefully I had a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be great to see family this year for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, to start things off, uh, last year when we had you on, we talked a bit about your album. And I, I think at the time you had mentioned you were working on, on some new ideas and things and we're looking forward to Christmas. So how, how was Christmas for you last year with uh, during the pandemic and everything? It was lovely. It, it was lovely. It was smaller than usual. So it was really just immediate family. Mm-hmm. But last year was was quite a lovely Christmas. We didn't have, I didn't have anybody in my family who got COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, we were really blessed to get through the season. We all kind of quarantined and just kind of socked in, but it was very simple, which was interesting. I mean, that was an interesting it was interesting yeah. to observe that because I think that the holidays can get stressful, you know, mm-hmm. even, even in the excitement, sometimes all of the things that we try to do. I mean, I remember the year before I insisted on, you know, showing my niece and nephew, the joys of ice skating and drag them out on the ice and their feet were sore and they hated it. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything was crowded. We had stood in the line for so long. Everybody was grumpy at the end of it. And you know what? It was really nice to sit around and everybody's in the same room, just reading books together and passing by doing puzzles and taking walks and, you know, all, all of those really simple things. It was, it was, uh, it was a nice, you know, what's funny about it is it was actually more memorable Mm-hmm. than some of the other Christmases, because I, I think everybody was just more present. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was simpler in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't go as too many places as we would normally do. I think the danger for us this year is overdoing it now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> we feel like we have to make up for lost time or something. So we do, but you know, yeah. this year, what I plan to do, I'm going to go up to Northern California and so many things that I forgot that I love to do, like taking long drives in the woods or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going out into the, into the country and like stopping and getting apple cider, all those things that I had forgotten that I loved because I've never made the time to do those simple things. That's what I'm most looking forward to this year. But I think we have all changed. Yeah. I I don't think any of us want to go back to all of the, to every, to to the way that it was before completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it's given us permission to say no to things that, uh, you know, I'm I'm too busy. I can't do that. And, And, you know, last year kind of pulled us out of that, out of that rut and realize, you know, it's okay. It's okay. If things don't all happen, you know, yeah. Had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who, you know, said they're just happy. They're with family and everyone's okay. And we're healthy. And what more yeah. could you ask for? And I mean, and he was very genuine about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but how many Christmases, I mean, I was thinking the other night as I was just putting up this small, um, little tree, I was thinking how many Christmases that I don't even remember because they were so busy that Mm -hmm. I don't even think I was experiencing it. You know, a lot of Christmases I look back on and I think about just the, 
the huge messes in the kitchen from trying to bake for way too many people and trying to, and all of that chaos and how invigorating that can be. But I think in a way over the years, we've, we've grown accustomed to feeling like we have to do everything and do everything exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. And then you don't even, you, you just, the season just kind of zips by, but now all of those simple things were all we had for the past two years. And and so they were, they felt more special. So I think we've learned the, the beauty of simplicity. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, it, I can always overbook myself. That's a, a bad yeah. habit I, I get. So I try to be more intentional about that. Uh, and we're we're looking forward to uh, hopefully a more relaxed Christmas. Like we, I don't know, last year seemed to be fairly relaxed, but yeah, we've had some Christmases uh, pretty busy, especially when you get kids in high school and yeah. you're running them here and there and everywhere. And uh, I guess when it comes down to it, we just have to uh, you know, to use that buzzword in- intentionality, we have to yeah, it, be intentional yeah. about it. Well, you've had uh, a busy, I guess, off season, uh, <laughs> off, <laughs> off, off Christmas season. Anyway, uh, you've been working on this new album, uh, Tis the yeah. Season, and it's finally out. Yes. Tell us the story about, <laughs> about this album. It came out on November 12th of this year. I had actually been working on it. Well, the, the impetus of a lot of the songs was actually born out of the Celebrate album. So Marry mm-hmm. Me for Christmas, um, several of the songs on them, Marry Me for Christmas, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, let's see, Christmas in My Heart, Please Come Home. Those songs were all written during the making of the Celebrate album. And John Kubis and I had recorded the musicians with the intent of putting those songs on the Celebrate album. And we just did not have the time to finish the production Mm. of those songs. So we only put nine songs on Celebrate. So I had a good, you know, half dozen of those sessions with the, with the live musicians recorded. Um, So I had started uh, in 2019 just doing the vocals at home on all of those songs. And then I kind of went, you know, I might as well just do a new album. I mean, we're all in quarantine anyway. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I would love to be engaged in, in this project. And um, there was really not a better time to do it um, because those sessions had been recorded. I didn't have to get musicians back together we couldn't have anyway. And I found a producer who actually lives about five minutes away from me. He's absolutely brilliant. His name is Tom Keen. He wrote the song Through the Fire for Shaka Khan when he was something like 14 or 15 years old Hmm. and worked for David Foster for a lot of years. And anyway, he had some downtime. He and I ended up writing uh, several of the songs together that are on the album. And um, he had already gotten COVID in Mm -hmm. March right before the shutdown or right after the shutdown. I think everything closed down March 13th. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. And he had COVID like two or three days later. So, oh. <laughs> so he was already kind of immune. He had his his own immunity going on. And yeah. um, we employed a lot of his family members on some of the songs. His, his, his uh, young adult son 
Mason, who's in his early twenties saying on one of the tracks. And I mean, it was just, it all worked. Mm-hmm. So it was really like a good, um, I guess, intensive two years working on the album. And a lot of it was finished by the end of two, you know, 2020, but that was not the year to put this album out because this, this collection of songs is all about the celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2020 was not the year for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we were all just kind of, Whoa, you know, yep, it was, yep. we were in the twilight zone. Um, but this year felt right. It, it felt yeah. right to release it this year. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that. I, I was just listening to the album again today and uh, a lot of the, your songs are talking about, you know, being with family and getting together yeah. and celebrating like you were saying. And uh, I, I thought, this really works better this year than last year because it's like we're yeah. <laughs> getting to be back together again uh, for the most part. And, and that's amazing. Uh, it feels that, really good. Yeah, It feels really, really good to go back to some normalcy. I mean, we're not yeah. out of the woods. No, no, we're not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, we've got my, my in-laws are coming for Thanksgiving this week. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. They, they were going to come for Christmas, but then my, uh, my nephew is getting married like two days after Christmas. So now they're going to have to travel for that over Christmas. So we just kind of changed plans, but, but yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to uh, just having all the family together. Well, small amounts of us anyway, but yeah, yeah, it, it'll be great. I wanted to uh, talk about a, just a couple of the songs from the album. Uh, you know, again, I'm not a musician at all. I, I can't talk the technical details with you. I mean, you're more than welcome to be technical if you want. I know. <laughs> At least if my son's listening, he'd understand it. So <laughs> beautiful. I just want to share a couple of the ones I, I, I really liked from this album. And the first one is the title track, uh, Tis the Season. And that's just a jaunty, fun little tune. Uh, now, <laughs> if, if I remember right, you had released that as a single last year, uh, didn't you? I did. It yeah. was it was remastered for this album. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just okay. felt like I had toyed with, calling this album wonderland of winter but i thought tis the season just seemed to encapsulate the whole thing all Mm -hmm. the chaos of christmas all of the i mean all of it there's so much in it so i felt like it was a better you know maybe in hindsight it wasn't great to call the album you know name it after the single but it just seemed like as a as a whole that was the best title for the album yeah. Uh, and, and I love how you know that song and, and many of the others, uh, the, the original song, I mean, it just sounds like Christmas music. And I, I don't know if, if there's a certain key or something that you put music in that makes it sound Christmassy. So maybe you could explain that, but like, <laughs> this is sounds like Christmas, uh, and not just because there's bells in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, um, that's an interesting point i mean i know what you mean i just know the way that um christmas music makes me feel and i know the way that christmas in general makes me feel and i know how i want to feel mm-hmm. at christmas time and really i mean any time of the year when i hear a great christmas song i'm longing for that we just feel so much love mm-hmm. at christmas time and um 
I don't, there's no real technical, there's no key. There's no, I just, it, it's just honestly just the spirit of Christmas. And I have listened to the best of the best of the best Christmas albums. I mean, mm-hmm. everything from Barbara Streisand to Bing Crosby to Sinatra to um, Amy Grant to Michael Bublé. I mean, all of them. I love great Christmas albums and from childhood, I've loved them. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I sit around, sat around, you know, studying them or, or anything like that. They're just kind of in my bones, you know, all of yeah. the great Christmas stuff. And I just am so inspired by the fact um, I just kind of want to give the world some new <laughs> Christmas stuff that has not been done over and over and over and over again. I mean, not to say that I don't love all of the classics because I do. I, mm. I love all of the classics, but I just like bringing something to the table that's new. And I just don't feel like there's a lot of new Christmas music that comes out that sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, I just felt compelled. I just feel compelled to create that. I mean, the thought of after I'm gone a hundred years from now, some of these songs still being around just that, that would be so exciting. Yeah. So exciting. Oh yeah. Like, wait, it's not Christmas till we hear Rhea Stevens in her (laughs) (laughs) celebrate album. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just to be able to to listen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I've had listeners reach out and say, you know, you've, you've become a part of my Christmas tradition now and you yeah. know, listen to your podcast while I'm doing crafts or something. And that blows me away. Like, wow. Yeah. Because to me, though, that's really meaningful is to have something as a part of your tradition. Uh, you know, we, we come from a very uh, tradition loving family. So <laughs> to yeah. Me, that's significant. So I, I, I can kind of imagine what that must be like. I love Tis the Season. It's a great way to start off the album. And then another one I, I really liked is the uh, Christmas is Coming Soon. Ah, you, you wrote most of these, I, I think, right? Except for the last. Yes, I wrote that one myself. There's eight yeah. originals and I think I wrote four by myself, four or five. I, I don't remember, but Christmas is Coming Soon that one I wrote by myself and that I'm glad you pointed that one out because that one makes me laugh. (laughs) And when I say these are my favorites, the whole album is great, but these are the ones that really stick in my head. You know, that I'm, I'm got actually have this one running through my head right now. (laughs) Be done now, (laughs) but. Well, um, you know, that's how it was for me when I was writing it too. I just, I, I was that melody just, I, and I had to look like, have I heard this before? So it's just like, it just, and I just thought, oh God, I just saw it. This has to be all about the to-do list running mm. through our minds. Yeah. At Christmas, I'm it's kind of nutcracker like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, actually it reminded me too of like a, a, a song you would hear in a musical, you know, I'm, I'm picturing this you know, maybe a, a Christmas carol musical and you've got the Cratchit family yeah. getting, getting ready for Christmas. I don't know, uh, but, it, it, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's, and I love, I love the the lyrics to that one as well. Oh, thank you. I wrote down this one because I, I laugh at this every time. Uh, the line that says the kitchen's a splatter with gravy and batter. 
it, I, I, that's I, me when I cook. Yeah, me too. And everything yeah. is everywhere. Yeah. My wife can get just get in and out and get you know the baking done, and I take forever. I, there's a huge oh, yeah. mess, and I don't know where anything in the kitchen is because I I'm not in there as much. But yeah, I'm having fun. So, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I yeah. always say. I mean, I have a sister who hates to cook, mm-hmm. but she is an excellent excellent organizer and her cleanup regime is like the stuff from better home and garden. I mean, she cleans as she goes. And I, I think I was watching her do this last Christmas. And I was thinking, you know, I don't think I would enjoy cooking if I were cleaning up as I went, something would get, (laughs) it has to be messy. It's it's just a fully engaged experience. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think the recipe would turn out as good. No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Just a a word to the, to, to the guys out there. If uh, you're not the one who's usually in the kitchen, clean up after yourself. You're yeah. Your, your spouse will appreciate it. So (laughs) please, or clean up after your messy wife who makes a big one or the other. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, what was fun about that? The the part that Tom uh, is the, was the producer on that song. And he just, he called me up one day. He said, you know, I really am hearing like everyday carolers at the very end of this, but they can't be professional singers. And I just kind of went, well, you know what? That would be fantastic. Let me see who I can call because, you know, everybody, most people I know, they would love to be on, you know, some kind Mm -hmm. of a project. And Mm -hmm. um, so I called up my friend, Jenny Smith Payette. She's a music supervisor. I called up Andrea Von Forrester, another music supervisor, my friend, Randy Gist. And Tom's son sang, his wife sang. Anyway, it was so much fun because it was the end of the summer and it was the last song on the record and there was no way to do in like a, a rap party mm-hmm. because of COVID and everything that was going on. So I just made these holiday martinis and got a bunch of food and um, had them over to the studio. Everybody had been vaccinated and everybody got a little tipsy and saying just those, you know, la, yeah. la, 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 kind of in an off key kind yeah. of way. And it is so charming. And we, it, it, it just, I'm so glad that we did that because mm-hmm. there would have never been a rap party. I mean, there wasn't a release party this year. It was an online thing, but that was an amazing night. That was such a magical night. And to have your friends singing their hearts out, yeah. A little bit on the tipsy side. Yeah. It feels so much like Christmas. Yeah. Uh, well, and that that's neat knowing the story behind that, because just today, like I said, I was listening to it and, and I, and, you know, I heard that the choir there at the end and, and I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder who these are. Uh, the tipsy carolers. The tipsy carolers. Yeah. Those are the tipsy <laughs> carolers. I just, and I've just, I will just never forget that that experience. I'm so happy. They all said, yes. I mean, nobody said, no, I can't do it. I mean, yes, I'll be there. I mean, it was just so much fun. 
Well, and some happy memories around that song now too. So that's, that's yeah. wonderful. Then the a third one I like on, on the album is uh, Santa baby. That's a, that's a guilty pleasure of mine, but <laughs> <laughs> I know most men are very afraid of that song. <laughs> but, I love it. And, and I really like the version you, you put out there. It's got, a, I don't know, a little bit of originality to it that, you know, you put your own spin on it, but it's uh, for those who like the traditional Christmas music, you know, that's, uh, it really hits that nail too. So very retro. It's very yeah. retro. Yes. Yeah. That song um, actually was the idea for that came from Gardner Cole, who he produced the track for it, but um, Gardner Cole, wrote um open your heart from madonna back in the 80s so many songs mm -hmm. for artists like jody watley and uh gosh he wrote a couple songs a couple of my favorite songs with amy grant let's see what did he write with her say once more on her lead me on album galileo on the heart in motion album anyway gardner i've always admired him and he called me up and said hey andrea von forrester a friend of mine, you know, she wants to do uh, Santa Baby, a version of it. Do you want to do you want to do it? And of course, I jumped at the opportunity and I had so much fun. I just recorded the vocals at home and just doing those backgrounds. And I've mm -hmm. always loved that song because I love that awful good girl kind of tongue in cheek kind of thing. Those lyrics are they're hysterical. I remember thinking as a kid when I first heard it this is an awful woman. I want to meet her. <laughs> she has no shame. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Fun uh, to do it. yeah. One of my, I think it was one of my boys uh, when they were much younger, didn't understand the term baby. So they were thinking, you know, infant. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> so I remember one of them was like, laying under the tree and pretending to be a baby. And he's like, look, dad, I'm Santa baby. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that song means. <laughs> That's so funny. I had a kid the other day ask me, why is it called a way in a manager? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, he kind of is a manager. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. really cute. And then uh, one of my favorite versions of that song is, uh, and it's because it's so corny. It's the one sung by Michael Bublé. He has a version of it. If you've heard it and he sings it Santa yes. Buddy. Uh, and every, every time it com comes up on my playlist, my whole family's like, oh, why are you playing this version? It's so dumb. It's, it's awkward. It's stupid. <laughs> it's like, but it's, it's funny. great. It's, it's so funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. That song just, it just kind of, just yeah it's just tickles you yeah. yeah as a performer it probably gives you some a chance to really ham it up too uh, sometimes so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean we all have that I mean don't you remember being a kid and just I want this I want this I want this I want that and I want this and it's it's that in the adult version yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, and unfortunately, then it's a lot more expensive. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I know. The only yeah. thing I would change is the sable because mm. of, you know, animals. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I would change. And I, I had I thought about it, but it just it, that the rhyme of that works so well. Right. 
right? Well, for the longest time, I didn't even know what a sable was. So <laughs> like, I, I thought it was some kind of jewelry or something. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully that's whatever, how everybody is with it. And then yeah, I like how you end the album on a kind of a more quiet meditative note with um, uh, all through the night, I think. And, and isn't it a medley? It's a medley. Yeah. We, uh, I wove the holly and the ivy uh, yeah. into that because I've always just loved that melody nobody knows the the lyrics in the ivy but everybody knows the melody yeah that was actually recorded around the end of march 2020 i had first i had heard that song uh before many many times um all through the night but i had watched the sopranos all the way through like three years prior and the scene that really hit me was where, I mean, there's so much hard hitting material in, Mm -hmm. in that series, but Meadow is singing all through the night in the choir at school. And Tony is having her uncle punished out on the dock for getting Mm -hmm. her into trouble. But there's something about the the violence that's going on on the dock and her singing that song. I stopped and, and rewound that several times and went, gosh, that's so, that's how God must see us. Mm, yeah. Oh, these kids. God, oh, this is getting bad. Oh, this is getting bad. Sending in the angels and just yeah. trying to, you know, in 2020, <clears throat> when everything was shut down, there were riots everywhere in my neighborhood. I mean, everything was boarded up. It mm-hmm. was really tough to, to even take a walk in the neighborhood. And that song kept coming to mind. I would wake up with it in my mind. And I just went, you know what? This, this has to be on the album. And I called up my friend, Michael Rapole. Everybody was in town. I mean, all the musicians, they're usually touring or we're all in town, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, can we just do a really simple version of this? And can you kind of take your Italian roots and put a little bit of an Italian flavor in there and make it, th- let's just make it really elegant and simple. And um, I, th- I, when it was finished, of course I loved it, but I thought, gosh, this is so out of context with the rest of the album, but it ended up being the perfect final song because I thought, okay, we've all been fighting for two years. We've had so much unrest. Maybe this year we can come back together, set that beautiful table, laugh about some things and let that settle. Let Mm -hmm. that sit with us and remind us that we're all welcome on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, all through the night is like saying, okay, sleep kids, let's yeah, sleep. Well, all, yeah. all you know, we're going to be okay. Right. Right. And, you know, learning to put those differences aside and, uh, you know, realizing that maybe winning an argument, is it worth it? If you lose a friend or a family member in the process, you know, yeah. That, I may have won the argument, but now my, you know, I don't know, my brother won't speak to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is a great time to do that. Uh, definitely. But now, see, now I need to go back and listen to this album again and <laughs> <laughs> think about those things as I, as I listen. So, 
well, I, I love this album, um, much like the first one, and highly recommending it to folks if you, they're, they're not already listening to it. I was going to ask, what are some of the challenges in writing new Christmas music? I never want to be cliche. I want it to be genuine. So, I mean, for instance, sometimes I'll, I'll start a Christmas song and I just think, you know what, that, that just is not, that's not hitting the spot. I mean, mm. it's, it's like in, in a relationship, if there's not the chemistry, but everything is good on paper, it's, you can't make it, you mm. just can't make it work. But I am a believer in putting in the time and taking a break and letting your mind work on things and whether something is usable or good or bad or whatever, it will always grow something else. It will grow something, you know, if there's a song that that I write that I finish that I'm probably not going to record, my subconscious will work on it and create a better song. Yeah. Born from that seed. But I, yeah, I think the challenges are not repeating yourself. That's the thing is that Christmas songs tend to use all of the same language. And if it's, you know, it's like that um, June, moon, gloom, tune, all of that kind of stuff. If you overdo all of that, things can Mm -hmm. get a little bit too cliche, but there's a place for that as well. So it's just all instinctual. I mean, I think anytime you write a song, you're excavating your mind and you're mm-hmm. excavating your um, your influences and and all of that. So if you're putting good stuff in all the time, um, I mean, I was listening to a friend's record the other night. Her name is Chelsea Coy, and she put out um, it's it's a Roots album, and it's uh, it's from a from a group called Single Girl Married Girl, and the album is called Generations of Leaving. Mm-hmm. And I can tell, I could tell from listening to it that this artist has she's done the deep dive it's it's a deep dive into your your emotional spiritual musical well so but you have to be you have to be willing to go there instead of just going to the surface and saying oh this works it takes time to really carve that thing out you know I mean some songs take three four or five weeks some take a couple of days. I mean, the old red sleigh I wrote back in 2019 while I was on a bike ride. Mm. <laughs> and it was just that, that little, and by the time the bike ride was over, I, I mean, I think I stayed on my bike for four hours. It was an awesome exercise, <laughs> but it just, that one was a, was a quick one. Mm-hmm. Marry me for Christmas was a, was a quick right. I saw it in my head and I was able to, it it just came out quickly, but like Wonderland of Winter took a long time. That took a good three, Mm. four weeks. Um, Santa Won't You Hurry took a couple of weeks to write. Probably the longest, the toughest song to write was Please Come Home. That was one of the tougher ones, but yeah, you just, you have to work through the challenges and just keep showing up to it. And do not settle until it feels like it is honest. Working through the challenges, uh, I was listening to something uh, completely unrelated to music, but 
you know, they were saying having your skill be challenged is good. It, it's yeah. like, it's like exercise, you know, when yeah. if you, if you leave the gym and you're, and you don't hurt and you haven't been sweating, then <laughs> did, did that really help you? <laughs> Yeah. And to also remember that you don't even see the progress in that session. It's after the gym session Yeah, that you start burning the calories. It's the same thing with anything creative. A lot of times you put the time in and maybe nothing comes of it, but your mind will work it out out three hours later Mm -hmm. or the next day. Right. Uh, Oh, there's a lot to be said about sleeping on it, you know, and, and yeah. Uh, the brain is so fascinating. It, and I, I've read something that if I understand it right, it's like, you know, it, even when sleeping or if you just put it aside, it's like, it's working. The back of your brain is working on it. Yeah. Even if the, your front part, this is very scientific language. here. But <laughs> <laughs> we've got the doohickey on the computer, the, <laughs> you know, the front part. Yeah. Here. <laughs> um, your brain works on the doohickey while you're sleeping. Right. Right. And uh, yeah. And then that's why sometimes you just, Oh, I got the answer now. It's because your brain's been turning yeah. it over in the background. And, and then what we have is a wonderful Christmas album as a result. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. And I think anybody who becomes facile at, at any skill, it's like they say that, you know, nothing worth having is easy. It does get mm-hmm. easier, mm-hmm. but those, I mean, I remember as a kid, I would sit in my bedroom and write terrible songs for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. And yeah, it could be frustrating that I didn't like them Mm -hmm. when they were finished, but I, I wanted to become good. So that vision of one day I'll be really good at this you know, and I'm just going to keep trying and trying and trying. And after a while you, you just, okay, this is a challenge, but I've done this before. So I'm just going to keep working on it. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite writers, uh, Ray Bradbury, he, he was a science fiction writer and that was his method of writing. He said, write a thousand words every day, you know, get yeah. up and just write and, you know, try to write a short story once a week. You know, he said, by the end of the year, you're going to have 52 stories and they can't yeah. all be bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, well, challenge accepted, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, his point is, is that eventually you, you keep writing and keep writing and keep writing. And eventually you're going to develop and get that skill so that you're yeah. starting to produce better. It's inevitable. Right. It's inevitable. Right. You just, yeah. And, and you learn, you learn to just be consistent and you learn to be dedicated, which is always a good skill, uh, yeah. skill to have. Yeah. Well, I I'm, uh, quickly running out of time here, but I did want to ask one final question. I'm going to spring on you here mm-hmm. last year. I, I think we swapped some recipes or something. And yes, I uh, think it was some kind of a pumpkin chocolate chip cookie Ooh. that, that you, you gave me. Uh, maybe I have to go back and look now, but I yes, was going to ask, I remember that. Th- that those were a big favorite and oh good gracie my daughter she still is asking can we have some more of those <laughs> so, oh good uh so what uh do you have any good recipes to share with us this year you know what i have really well i have two i make okay. a mean sweet potato pie mm. so i can send that to you i don't know if you've ever had sweet potato pie i don't think so not not okay. knowingly anyway <laughs> Okay. So 
once you have sweet potato pie, it pumpkin is, does not sound as good anymore. I, it's, mm-hmm. there's nothing like Southern sweet potato pie. So I can send you that one. And then I have been making these, um, autoimmune friendly, it's called the AIP thing, but they're little, little pumpkin pies that are, um, gluten and dairy free. Mm-hmm. And I make them in little, uh, cupcake, uh, tins. So they're just small little pies, but they have a pecan crust mm. and there's nothing in them that is bad for you. Everything that's in them is anti-inflammatory and they're amazing. They're so, so, so good. So those two, a pumpkin and a sweet potato recipe. All right. Well, yeah. Send them my way out. (laughs) I will. (laughs) We will, uh, we'll probably, um, try them out. And if, uh, they're, they're good, we'll put the recipe up. So (laughs) (laughs) try them out first. Yeah. Yeah. We better try them out first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take my word for it. Well, no, (laughs) I'm making them tomorrow. Tomorrow is my big day to bake and do all of that. So, um, so I'll send you pictures. Okay. Those sound really good though. Uh, I made, uh, just the other day, I found another, uh, a new recipe for, uh, it's like a cranberry apple crisp kind of thing, mm. which I mean, it's basically apple crisp with cranberry in it. And it was, it was really good. Oh, uh, and my wife made a, it was a cranberry pear apple cr- that crisp, good too. crisp thing. So yeah, that one turned out really good. The pears were just perfectly ripe and oh man, that, that was good. <laughs> pears this time of year are incredible. Mm, yeah. Well, send those to me and I, I I'll make them. And if they're good, I'll <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine them not being good. Uh, all yeah. right. uh, well, Ray, it's been great to catch up with you again and uh, best of luck on your album. Uh, that's available now. We're uh, all over the place. So um, find your favorite format and <laughs> go out and buy it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Art. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful catching up with you. You're welcome. And I I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas this year. You too. Merry Christmas to you and yours. That will wrap up our episode today. I want to thank Rhea for coming on the podcast and sharing her gift of music with the world. I would love to hear from you. If you have a Christmas memory or tradition, send me an email at cozy christmas podcast at gmail.com and i will feature that on an upcoming episode i have a couple of great stories and even a song to share coming up in the next episode so you won't want to miss that if you'd like to help support the show in a financial way there are some links in the show notes that will take you to kofi.com where you can support the show for three dollars and i'll send you a bookmark and christmas card as well as uh, my Etsy store where I have some hand-painted ornaments. I believe I only have one Scrooge ornament left, so uh, one or two are left at this time. And then I have a Tee Public store with some t-shirts and other merchandise um, available for you if you want to support the Cozy Christmas Podcast. So until next time, be kind to each other and do good. And remember that there's nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. Have a very Merry Christmas.